I still don't <laughs> wait. I, I think the one accused of anything is the marijuana because I don't believe it existed in this story. <laughs> no, no, there's no way you smoke bowl and then you go, You don't belong in this universe. Hello, greetings, and welcome back to episode number 49 of the Philosophy Podcast. I'm joined by everybody and the new face, and Tyler. How you doing, sir? Stop. He's doing okay. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Um, how you fellas doing, all of you? Alive, I suppose. Sadly. Mostly. Breathing. <laughs> Here for another one of these. I'm living Yay. my best life right now. We're one away from 50. Shut up, man. I'm Yay. old already. We're almost in MILF territory. Cougar. Sweet. Isn't it Cougar or is it MILF? Well, te- Technically, MILF would just be if you're a mom. That's really Yeah, really that really... There's no age. age stamp. I think it's Cougar. All right, 50 and frisky. <clears throat> like, those shows Teen Mom, like, you would become a MILF instantly, even though you're, like, 16. <laughs> Ew. True. <laughs> True, but horrible. It doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't have to be right. It just exists. It does mean it's amazing, though. I'm only correct. I think you've had 50-year-old pussy before, boy? No. 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 If I'd know my man Gary there has been banging teachers. Shut up. Wow. Wow. Grades. I am. How do you think you passed high school, man? I am a changed. <clears throat> hey, I never said they were uh, men or women. I mean, I don't think that matters. Hey, I I just I just assumed that that they just didn't want him in high school anymore, so they passed him to get rid of him. Nah, no, 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 no. They need a little of incentive. That was one of them. Not not every. <laughs> <laughs> Who shut the fuck up? I'm sorry, you sold your body for a pass through school. <laughs> no, not at once. Or else I would have had better fucking grades. No one said you had to get great grades. I just had to make you pass. Did you- yeah, the ones don't make it too. <laughs> the ones don't make it unrealistic. All right, so we're gonna kick things off. The rant week. cast is over. <laughs> We always got to start with some random bullshit. That's how we, we flow into the topics. We flow into it. Just like he flew into a few teachers. It's on call. Mm. What? Anyway. Before I become your new dad. Uh, journalist gets crushed. Journalist gets crushed by giant giant screen during live broadcast on ESPN Radio Columbia. So. And dies. Tim! I'll, I'll I'll tell you at the end. Okay. Cliffhangers. Ba- basically, yeah, it's like if you've ever seen ESPN, it looks pretty much like every ESPN set ever. Um, just a bunch of guys sitting around a table talking, I guess, uh, soccer or something. I don't know why, but when and, you said uh, ESPN, I just heard the Me Sports. <laughs> the Wii Sports. <laughs> 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 Basically, these sets they have like all these screens like all over the place, all around these guys. So, I'm sorry. 
This is why we have low viewership numbers, Topher. <laughs> we have five consistent viewers, but that's good enough, you know. Yeah. We appreciate five. you, whoever you are. I have a Which is probably all five of us listening. Probably. We're doing this right now. <laughs> um, it's my existence. So, what, what was on the date Tuesday, of this so this was March 10th, uh, journalist Carlos Orduz was doing a live broadcast on ESPN FC Radio Colombia when he was flattened by a falling screen. It was a flat screen, just in case. It was a large... Yeah, but it's not just your average flat screen. It's, it was really big. It was so a flattening it, course, screen. It was heavy as shit. Yeah, so it was a flattening screen. screen. Yes. Yeah. It's. I don't want to say it's okay. It was really, really funny because he just he just gets just demolished. Like, oh. It's just was just it, gets slammed uh, on it. Like I still haven't told you if he lives through it yet or not. Which was which, it a uh, Spaniard? Or like I Mexican? mean, I would hope he would die after that embarrassing. He's event. Colombian. Colombian. Ay, ay. Yeah. So I can't do it. <laughs> I the same guy who had the cocaine cover cornflakes sent to America. Oh, that's fucking nah, amazing. It, it, we know who loosened the screen's bolts. It was the Colombian like, cocaine hippos. It was Pablo Escobar. They're like, look, man, your plan didn't work. They got caught by the, the drug enforcement in the U.S., so we're, we'll sap, we'll get you back. We won't tell you how, but we'll get you back. <laughs> eeny, meeny, miny, miny, catch a migrant by the toe. <laughs> the main dude like at the center of the table I guess the host he was like hopefully Ice lets him go <laughs> like, he had no idea how to react like, he didn't even like he didn't jump out of his chair to help him he was just like and they're like that wasn't supposed wait was that in this were we scripted like, to do that should I laugh or help I would have laughed laugh first then help <laughs> later Way I see it, if he's your friend, you laugh, you 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 help laugh. and then laugh. If he's your best friend, no, you laugh, you and, laugh you, and then you help. Real friend. Is that what Gary's dick sees every day? What? That's, un- that, that's terrible. You can't, you can't <laughs> just say that. And this is a podcast. Like they can't, nobody can see what you're looking at, James. On YouTube, they will. What are you looking on YouTube at? now? Why would you do that to me? Why would you do what? I've been doing it for the last couple of podcasts, you dick. God damn it! <laughs> it's not my fault you don't remember. So, uh, just so you guys know, he was... His laptop just um, almost shit the bed right there. No, it's, right there. My, my laptop is fine, sir. Uh, Your just screen so you guys know, is fucking frozen. It is not okay. Okay, I'm not worried about James. Um, for the people worried about this guy that got crushed by an actual heavy screen, he did live, and he's fine. But... What's with the buildup? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted you guys to assume that he was dead this whole time. I'm yeah! not... What? No, no. His family about and friends it? get to ridicule him for the rest of his life. It was definitely breaking news. Yeah, because I feel like if I got a crush, crushed by a giant screen, you guys would be, like, laughing at me. You'd never let me live it down. Yeah. 
ESPN sucks, by the way. So like any Spanish I mean, ESPN sucks, I guess, is what you're saying. I, I've huh? never listened to Spanish ESPN, so I don't know. You can't understand it, so why would you listen to it? Well, ESPN as, as a whole just is terrible. But the, Span- the Spanish or the, Latino I don't know community. what the Colombians ESPN do. They just talk about football problems. No, but the, they are more, I swear to God, they're more emotional with it than ever. Go! Yes, they emotional. Are. Yeah, that was real fucking cut and dry there, sir. <laughs> All right, Jesus moving on to Christ. a more. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know it was gonna be that fucking loud. We'll hit up uh, this one. This one's pretty good. Uh, Who you hit? An up? intruder walked around. Uh, walked around Air Force One military base. You know where they keep the fucking plane where the president rides around in, mm-hmm. uh, undetected for hours. Until someone realized the guy wearing Mickey Mouse ears probably didn't belong. Now, this is where we have an issue. <laughs> this What's is definitely issue? where we got an issue. What All the security was at D.C., so of course, why would they care? I'm not, I mean, I'm actually not, at this point, I'm not surprised that, that someone literally just walked around where Air Force One is kept. Just walking around, just strolling, like, dude, hi, yo, what's up, how you been here? Just walking around, like, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here? Well, fuck. <laughs> I don't think he was thinking that. How do you know? He was walking around with Mickey Mouse ears. You think he didn't want to get caught? You know, caught? you're right. He was literally Boy. proving a point. It was his stealth unit. It malfunctioned on him at the last second. So, it was... It, what? Well, he had like he has like a watch, and he put in for all right, soldier, and then it malfunctioned at the last second to Disneyland tourist. Shit! Almost a calibrated. But he didn't know. He was just walking around, and they were like, "Wait a minute!" He was actually he was actually on a Mickey Mouse covert op. So Operation Operation Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is the they were they were trying to uh, entice a. Um... Put the mouse in the White House. Oh. How else do Blackhawks highly... catch their victims? How? <laughs> Is that a joke? Yes, it was a military joke. Shut up. In a highly unusual breach of security last month at the air base that operates the Air Force One presidential aircraft, Is it and the... apparently aimless intruder went undetected for several hours and walked on and off an airplane on the flight line before his quirky headgear gave him away. <laughs> what gave it away? Sir, do you belong here? No. I'm a sergeant. Yo, <laughs> What's I your ID number? My group. This gives his Mickey got... Mouse club ID. ID number Sierra 117. It's one one four two. Eat my ass. He was wearing what an Air Force investigative report released Thursday described as a bright red or pink cap that partially covered his ears and had distinctive balls on top that looked like a little, little like Mickey Mouse ears. I'm sorry. I don't know. Did you just fucking say balls? Yeah, the, you I'm know what Mickey Mouse looks like. So. <laughs> Gary's fetish with balls. Wasn't small, it wasn't a small hat. It was obvious like cartoony ears 
Apparently so. I don't. We don't have a photo of it, but yeah. An airman in the operations office at Joint Base Andrews, located in Maryland, just outside of Washington, saw the man on the flight line and became suspicious, partly because of the headgear and call security. <laughs> Said he never got close to Air Force One. Hmm. Hey, uh, that guy over there. Uh, here. What the the guy in the the suit there? No, no, no. Uh, the, the the Mickey Mouse ears. I don't know. Isn't that someone's Did you ask him? Uh, you know, I thought that, and then I realized he's like a 45-year-old man, so I doubt it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's a hilarious breach of security that somebody wearing something so ridiculous can just walk around, not even trying to hide, just walked around and like someone was like, hey, that guy's not supposed to be here. <laughs> Somebody's getting fired. Oh, yeah, definitely. And somebody should be fired, quite frankly, if you're well, yeah, walking around. That dude. I mean, like, who knows? Maybe he wasn't wearing the hats when he walked when he walked in. Who knows? But I mean, he was like, maybe he was somebody in the security office's friend. Oh no, my buddy said it's cool to like walk around here. Uh, I just came from Disneyland. Like, <laughs> I needed to run away from my kid. You guys sell weed? <laughs> what? <laughs> the guy had to be on something. I don't know. I mean, you, you break into a top secret, like, military, like, a top highly secure military base wearing some red Mickey Mouse ears. Like, you gotta be on something. I'm sorry. The guard manning an entrance gate was distracted and failed to follow procedures, waving through a car without checking if the driver had proper identification. <laughs> Yes, the man with the Mickey Mouse ears apparently didn't have proper identification. For five hours, a dude walked around at the base. Why? <clears throat> that's that's just oh my god! I mean, it's Mickey Mouse so ears. Like, do you know who I am? And then the guy's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead, sir." And then just went through. He's like, "Well, that was easy." After the initial mistake at the entrance, an automatic gate malfunction allowing the intruder to enter the flight line. <laughs> it was a perfect storm of, of errors to let this guy get in. The intruder entered a, a C-40 aircraft while it was open for aircrew training. <laughs> hey, this is pretty neat. This is pretty cool. It would have been even better if he, like, put on his Facebook page, like, checked in at Andrew's Air Base. <laughs> kind of let my friends know I'm here. This is cool. I thought it was it open towards. Been pretty fucking... <laughs> the only thing that's that's sad about this is that this was not Florida Man, because it seems like very much like Florida Man. It's very much a Florida Man thing to do. Very much. It would have been more of a Florida man thing if the guy was wearing those Mickey Mouse ears and like a speedo, and that's it. <laughs> and rode in on an alligator. I mean, I'm not surprised. All right, switching from Washington D.C. to the moon, 
Scientists want to send 6.7 million sperm samples to the moon. We're going to get that giant egg in the sky impregnated now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make God. Well, you know what rockets are shaped like. Well, you you have the Navy in charge of it, so it's like, send all the semen up there. Yeah. They we have the ones on the list. Second in line was the Marines, and then, you know, the baseline infantry to clear up all the uh, leftovers. Scientists have begun to lay plans for repopulation, starting with a sperm bank on the moon. Why? There's no one even living there. Exactly. I mean, I want what they're calling is the Wi-Fi. What they're calling a modern global, modern global insurance policy. Mechanical engineers have proposed that humans establish a repository of reproductive cells, sperm, and ova from 6.7 million of Earth species, including humans. So it's not just human sperm; it's a bunch of animal sperm as well. Um, and eggs. We're gonna make a giant abomination, space guy. No, we're just gonna, no. Like, we're just gonna bu- we're gonna bukaki the moon, basically. <laughs> monkeys. Put that image in your head. No. <clears throat> the problem I have with this is that they had to collect it from the animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they probably been already had that stored up. I'm sure. Yo, you put the animals to talk to you about that. Yo, you, yo, did you did you hear my? My sperm's on the moon. But wow! Imagine Dude, how long moon? it took to get a sloth to jerk off. Dude, I'm a fucking anteater. What the hell is the moon? <clears throat> it's an anteater? Oh, no. I love anteaters. They're like the most useless creature ever. Just eat All ants. they do is eat ants. Uh, what about... How do we make this monster scarier? Let's put it on the fucking moon. Kill the monsters on the moon, but sir! We tried it with Komodo dragons and that failed. It's time for test two. Like, I gotta be honest, have you ever seen any creature that was specifically designed to eat another creature? It's got a snout perfectly suited for ants. Like, you couldn't have... It just, it's, it just eats ants. That's it. It's just... Have you ever... And no other creature does that. All the other creatures, like, they eat, like, whatever's around. And it's, a, it's an ant eater. There's no, like, lion eater or something, like, you know? So, what if there's space ants? I'd be terrified of the lion eater. No fucking lion lion eater. eater. Jesus Christ. Isn't that some British dude? Down in the safari? Uh, No, but I remember there was a tale called the Grizzly Man, where it was a dude who loved grizzly bears, and then one day one of the grizzly bears mauled him to death. Fuck them first. (laughs) I would like it was captured on video, uh, but no one's allowed to see it. No, so because uh, no. he shows him getting mauled to death. Ah, uh, YouTube guidelines. Then so. just his family doesn't want people to see it either. It's definitely on live leak. Maybe. Man, uh, and you should proposed... put that in the chat. I don't and know. The proposed where it bank is. or arc would be beneath the moon's surface. As our planet faces natural disasters, droughts, asteroids, and the potential for nuclear war, to name a few troubles, scientists say that humans must set their sights on space travel to preserve life as we know it. First of all, the nuclear war is really ramping down since no one's really doing it anymore. It was high in the 80s. No, it's that they literally have been dismantling their weapons. 
since since like the nineties or something. And how and the moon is also a target. A moon the moon is also a target for asteroids, so where do you think all those craters come from, you dumb fucks? Yeah, you know, like nobody actually wants to to be the the asshole that starts the nuclear war. So like everybody's like, well, I have it, but I don't really want to use it. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, just, like just sending off news just causes like world destruction. So we'll causes a lot of bad stuff. And then, and then the I mean, you're an asshole, sure, but like there's you're not solely responsible. I mean, think of it as uh, a cancer treatment for for the Earth, and where the cancer. That's fucked up, James. I mean, it is fucked up, but we rapidly grow. You and, think cancer is uh, funny, James? No, but yes. we, a human race, is a, is a cancer. You know, we rapidly grow, I'm and sorry, an extensive rate is very invasive. I've watched, uh, I watched the Matrix movie. The funny thing, if you forget, we talk about Nazis all the fucking time and laugh about it, because yeah, Nazis are just... Yeah. Nazi, Nazis are good, cancer's a no. Oh my god. We just got banned. What's cancer's death record, man? I mean, I'm pretty sure Germany's got their KD up a shit ton. <laughs> I don't. I mean, cancer's KD is is ridiculous. How do you know? You been counting, bitch? Um, no. I think it would be impossible. Like, what if some caveman and like be like like 100 BC or some shit got fucking cancer? Like, nobody would know. He would just die. I'm pretty sure he died before cancer would even have an effect on him. So, um... Earth is naturally a volatile environment. Uh, lunar pits and lava I guarantee tubes. you that Betty White... You first. What? I mean, Betty White is a high name of interest right now. A little dab of our Betty White. Send, send Betty White to the moon for safekeeping. She'll be able to live there, I guarantee it. Nothing's going to kill Betty White. Just like nothing's going to quill, kill the Queen of England. I'm just saying. Are you Can we just admit that they're both fucking immortals? Yes. No, I'm walking around smoking a cigarette. Uh, the so-called arc, according to the presentation, would then cry, cryogenically preserve various species in the events of global disaster. Big words hurt. We can still save all the tech advances to then reintroduce these species. In other words, save them for another day. So, global catastrophe. There's some humans left. We go back up to the moon, grab some sperm, come back down, throw it on the ground or whatever, and bam, all the animals come back. Yeah, we just throw it on the fucking ground. God forbid if biology needs to actually happen. But but I have a serious question at that point. Um, yeah. What if we lose our technology for space travel after that occurs? Well, you'd have what to think that if humans are still around, we'll have to fight the inbreds of monkeys and zebras when they eventually well, I can see this. And dolphins. I can see the use of this, but like we're way too early in our whole space traveling adventures to Look, really be thinking about this. We need to go to Mars because doom is about to happen, so 
We're already doing this, um, except not with animal sperm, but with plant sperm, because we have a um, the Svalbard Global Seed Vaults that is um, that is in Norway. Listen, that already got be- desecrated because fucking Oreo decided to put a crate full of their shit in there. We need to preserve Oreos for future generations. So you don't even need to preserve mouth. Oreos. They're... Man, have you know what's what makes an Oreo? It doesn't need to be preserved. It lasts thousands of years. If you don't open the package, you are good for Oreos for about ten thousand years. Ten thousand years, I would give it like fucking forty five at best. All right, yeah, before yeah, it starts it. losing its moisture. I was low balling it, but you got me there. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually hydrogenated. Uh, there is surprised at how cost-effective the mission could be, uh, according to his uh, estimations. Um, Money: fifty samples of each species, which would be six point seven million as a target, would take two hundred and fifty rocket launches. By comparison, forty launches are required to build the International Space Station. So it would be a lot—two hundred and fifty launches, but. Doable. Doable. 250 launches to throw all that sperm into space. I just love the tags for this article is moon, sex, space, and sperm donation. <laughs> to get rid, of, get rid of everything else, but hashtag moon sex is, is amazing. Hashtag moon sperm. Time to fuck up another planet. How do we get there, you ask? With moon boots. No, with something that is very phallic shaped. Moon boots. Have you never owned a pair of moon boots? No, I have not. Moon boots. Then you have not lived. Wait, what if you have moon boots on the moon? Well, then you're stuck. You can't come home. They're you're just gonna they're just gonna take you back to the moon every time. Moon shoes. Moon shoes. Uh, next topic: the secret apartment is the story of a Vietnam veteran who claims to have lived in Veteran Stadium for years. Well, it kind of makes sense, you know. Veteran Stadium has a veteran living in it, so it's and a it's, Vietnam vet of all things. It lines up perfectly. Um, so to those of you who don't know, because we may have viewers that don't live in Philadelphia, uh, Veteran Stadium was a stadium that was home to the Phillies and the Eagles from 1971 to 2003, and it was very infamous for being a place where a lot of, let's just say, like, bad fan shenanigans happened. And I've been wanting to do an episode about this on um, our sports podcast. We haven't done it in a little while, but that's going to be... I'm going to do a whole episode about the vet, because a lot of crazy shit has happened there, and it could fill its own hour-long pod, really. Um, A lot of bad shit happened. Maybe we could do a special one. Very dirty. I'll give like a like a couple of examples. Like there was a hole in the wall to the cheerleaders' locker room, and the opposing team could like peep in and watch cheerleaders get changed. There were rats everywhere. There was fans shooting fireworks onto the field during games. I mean, people pissing everywhere. <laughs> I mean, people love it, but we we love it because it's ours. We didn't love it because it was actually good. Oh, and the field turf was basically a um, concrete with a rug on top of it, which ended up like seriously injuring many different players, both football and baseball. I mean, that's hilarious. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed a thing for that. 
I mean, you're getting paid a lot of money, so fucking hurt yourself. That's what we pay for you for. I mean, Jesus, you Jesus. can't intentionally put someone in harm's way. Jesus, they, but, they didn't. Have you ever heard of the military? Really yeah, but like that's the military. Police, firefighters, paramedics, iron workers, yeah, you, coal miners. You're signing up for one. that. <laughs> they sign you're up to be up. athletes. You don't sign up to sports to get your ankle twisted into your your knee on a, some some fucking awful concrete grass. I'm no, they still have the same thing on the soft grass. No one's ever bragged about the safety of being a coal miner. No, it's obvious. No, no, soft grass is like ten times better than than what Veterans Stadium. Yeah, had but these fuckers will still twist their leg, knee, and shit. Yeah, but it's a lot more rare that it happens that way because, again, concrete rug—that's not a good playing surface nah, to run fun. around on. That's terrible, dude. Anyway, James's bigotry aside. Yes. Oh, it's not bigotry. In Philadelphia lore, few bygone structures loom larger than Veterans Stadium, where the Phillies won the 1980 World Series. Uh, And the Eagles had a courtroom as well, where uh, if you did some bad shit, the judge could sentence you to prison at Veterans Stadium right after an Eagles game. That's amazing. Why did they give her to that? An on-duty judge. Absolutely. That was an absolutely real thing, and it's so ridiculous. That is sell to a little it's prison funny. cell. That's it's amazing. Funny. It's amazing that that's a real thing, but it's absolutely true. Why did they get rid of it? That should be in, like, every stadium. Probably because it just didn't look, like, didn't look that good, like, <laughs> to have it, a, a courtroom in your stadium. It's <laughs> Philadelphia. What else would you expect? It's a it's appropriate, but you know. I think it'll be more nostalgia than ever just to have a courtroom sitting there for all the dumb shit that people do when they're drinking and having fun. Some called the multi-purpose stadium and its astroturf field an embarrassment to the city of Philadelphia. Others called it a part of their lives, but Tom Garvey he called it home. All right, an embarrassment to the city. There are a lot yeah. of things that go on in that fucking city. <laughs> And yeah, that's, that's the only he... thing they admit to be an embarrassment. At. <laughs> oh, there's many things, but but the vet was just one step at a time, boy. A giant concrete structure of fans going ape shit. I mean, they they put too many rules on there now, but still. Uh, in but... his new book, the but still... secret. What's that? No, I was agreeing with you. Continue on. Thank you. Uh, In his new book, The Secret Apartment, Vet Stadium, a surreal memoir, Garvey details how from 1979 to 1981, he lived in an empty concession stand inside the vet, which he secretly refurbished into an apartment in his very own off-the-wall South Philly version of the Phantom of the Opera. That's nice, man. I would love to have to see a picture of that. I I wish one existed. That would have been amazing. But how do you know he's telling the truth? Uh, I guess we'll get into it. I was like a kid with a Willy Wonka golden ticket, he said. He's he's not lying. He's right there. He's, he's good. Except that, that golden ticket is like found in a pile of like hobo shit. Piss. In the trough of a urinal. From taking hits in the empty Phillies dugout and not the kind that require a baseball net, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. I mean drugs. (laughs) Which, you know, the dugout is where all the players sit 
during the game when they're not up at bat in that little area. So he was just doing fucking drugs there. So throwing halftime parties in his apartment and detailing encounters with Philly sports legends Tug McGraw, Dick Vermeil, Julius Irving. Uh, that's amazing. I always knew this was bizarre, but when I put it together and assembled the stories, I thought, holy God, he said. And, and this is the this is the sad part. Uh, Garvey, seventy eight of Ambler, never took photos of the apartment and didn't allow visitors to to either for fear of getting caught. And given that the vet was demolished in two thousand four, he can't prove it actually existed. So we don't we'll, we'll never truly know because the vet was the vet's been gone for a long time. So yeah, that's we just have to take his word for it. But I I I know how much dumb shit happened at the vet, so I one hundred percent believe that he did this. Don't worry, he's living at the Wells Fargo Center now. That's Gritty's origin story. They said that Gritty was. They said Gritty was living in like the rafters of the Wells Fargo Center, and when they were re, when they were remodeling it, he was released. Is essentially what they say. That's his origin story. That's his origin story. That's like the official team the origin story for him. It's that, amazing. That is the seriously. That is like the only mascot Philly has that actually represents Philly, right? Versus the it. fanatic, which is like the um the more optimistic version of Philly that yeah. we wish we were, but we're actually not. Didn't Gritty like assault people? They said he once punched a child in the face, but um it was completely unproven and <laughs> didn't happen. He was let off on that. There was nothing that could be proven, but I kinda wish he did punch that kid in the face. Hey, you still have no idea. It might be true. They'd probably just let him off because, you know, they need gritty. <laughs> <laughs> but the the whole time it's funny because they were saying like during that court case it was like gritty punched my child in the face not like the dude inside the gritty suit just gritty is just some orange gritty creature that probably do like a stuffed animal of like a toy of gritty just punching kids can you imagine being the dude in the gritty suit like no one knows who you are but everybody loves the character imagine being any mascot that people don't know who you are You can just literally sad be life. no, no. It's not really a sad life. You kind of get like a get out of your it shell. Depends. Free if you're a mascot for like a major sports team, then yeah, it's amazing because you're like on the field and you're fucking dancing and shit, and you're like flipping off the enemy team's players and shit. <laughs> I always think of um, Ace Ventura when the mascot fucks with him at the movie. It's an eagle. But three people. Separately corroborating Garvey's story for the Inquirer, including Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Famer Bill Bradley, former Electric Factory General Manager Michael McNally, and Garvey's cousin, Terry Nillen, all of which said they visited Garvey's secret apartment. It was like the vet stadium was in his living room. It really was, said his cousin. <laughs> A Delco boy at heart, Delaware County for those not from the area, Garvey grew up in Ridley Park and served with the U.S. Army Special Forces in the Vietnam War. During his service, Garvey at Green Beret commanded a Special Forces campaign on the Cambodian border. His first book, many, uh, I don't know, I'm reading that title, Many Buco Magics? I don't know. Bukaki? About that experience, it took him 50 years to, to write. I guess just look up the dude's name. You'll probably find his book if you want to read it. But... Wait, is this is this all I part of the origin story? Um, I sure i don't know 
the series of events which lead to Gritty existing, yes. Uh, he wrote The Secret Apartment in just six, month, in six months, inspired to do so after sharing pieces of his story with friends on Facebook last year to cheer them up during the pandemic. Oh, shit. So what made him come forward? Oh, bro, you should totally book about the time you lived in a stadium. So he literally... Is there any, like, repercussions for this? Like, it was illegal to stay there, but... Nah. It was illegal, but at this point, the vet hasn't existed in so many years. It's like, what are they going to do? Go arrest him for it? They can't oh, even pro- yeah. They can't I mean... actually prove that he even stayed there. Yeah, you're right. It's I mean, a story for... If they actually wanted to sue him or something, he could just go into court saying, I just made it up for fun, you know? So you ever hear of a story? <laughs> again, I get I 100% think this is real. Can't shit like that up Love and just go it, around baby. like, well, did you ever hear Star Wars? Sing it, Chris. Uh, when he returned no. from the oh, war in 1969, nice, Garvey purposefully kept himself too nice. busy to think about what he experienced. Nice. He went to Widener University, worked a series of odd jobs, including cashier supervisor for the stadium complex parking lots in South Philly. Uh, Garvey's uncles uh, not only had a contract to run the concession and novelty stands of the vet, but from 1977 to 81, they were also contracted to run the parking lots of the complex. Uh, Terry Nillen, Garvey's cousin, supervised the lots, but when he opened a sports memorabilia store in Wildwood, New Jersey... Garvey, hometown of Gary. Garvey was given the gig. I wouldn't have gotten the job except for nepotism, he said. So, fancy gig he got there, working a vet, working a, a vet stadium kiosk. Listen, give I, you me get, beer. You gotta, you gotta say that it was really hard for Vietnam vets to transition from war to civilian life because they they did not give them an easy transition. They, they really did not. The society at the time no. just went, fuck you. No, we don't like you. Even though it wasn't even time. your choice. I fully admit they saw some shit and had to do some fucking stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't even of their own Hard fucking free will. Were made. Some mistakes were made. Exactly. It happened. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's the people giving the orders, not the people exactly. carrying. Exactly, fucking Johnson, a dick. Along with his new role came keys to his own office at the vet and a set of keys to an obscure stadium entrance too. When Pope John Paul came to Philly in 1979, the city opened the complex parking lots to visitors. Garvey had to scramble a crew together to staff the lots, beginning at 4 a.m. Yep. So. He's got like a major part. The vet is just like a major part of his life here. I mean, I'm not doubting that information. No. So, um, among those, so the crew, so his crew to set up all this stuff for the, um, the Pope visit and all that. Uh, so I had a sleepover the night before at the vet because I couldn't trust the crew I put together to work the Pope visit to show up because they were all friends uh, from J.C. Dobbs, he said of his pals from the now-shuttered South Street Bar, which uh, I didn't even know was a bar, but that's it's because it closed many years ago, I'm sure. I had to make sure my friends were sober and dressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
You do it to make sure of that. I always got to make sure you guys are sober and dressed when we start doing the pod. You're well, right. I mean, I neither of those things. you failed with me. <laughs> I'm drunk and I'm in my underwear. What are you talking about? You really are right with me right now. Cover's <laughs> <laughs> not dressed and James is drunk off his ass. Getting drunk, yes. The crew slept in Garvey's office and an empty concession stand across the hall when he used store boxes of parking tickets. Among those present was Michael McNally, who remembers pretending to play football on the empty field before coming back to sleep in the concession stand. I, I would play football, like, like a pickup, like a throw football game at the vet stadium, just at the vet stadium and then go sleep in a, in a, key, in a concession stand just, just for the experience of that because that's got to be pretty cool, even if it was horribly disgusting. Hey, you gotta risk eggs once in your fuck life. Out of it, though. They probably enjoyed the fuck out of it, though. Oh yeah, sleep in the vet stadium. I would absolutely. I mean, just for the experience of staying in the infamous vet, even if you might get AIDS, just sleeping on the floor is is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, that night, McNally said to Garvey, "Oh man, could you imagine if you could just stay here all the time?" Once he said that, I couldn't wait till we got the people in the lot and I could get back there and start working on it. I was driven. <laughs> Man, it would be crazy if you could live here, uh, but nobody nobody would be dumb enough to do that. Hmm. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Who says it's dumb? Might be the smartest way to part. live ever because that dude had no bills. Nah, he probably paid bills secretly. Oh, well, I'm saying like the legal bills. So the concession stand was literally and figuratively out in left field in a low traffic area by gate D in the 200 level. Garvey estimates it was roughly 60 feet long by 30 feet wide with a sloped roof. He arranged the space so that if someone opened the door, all they, all they would see was a wall of cardboard boxes. But hidden at one end of the boxes was a corridor which opened up into the secret apartment. Bill Bradley, a longtime friend of Garvey who played for the Eagles from 1969-1976 and worked in sports management in Philly until 1980, said the apartment was fantastic. You go in there and you think it's just a root beer stand with a bunch of stocked up boxes and then it opened up into a better apartment that I had in Center City, Bradley said. I mean, I'm not surprised. That's, um, that's, that's pretty incredible that anything in the vet would be better than, like, an actual expect. I mean, at the same time, it's not like football players didn't make as much back then as they do now. So, like, it's not like he could afford a super luxurious apartment at the time either. All right, um, but have you ever seen apartments in Center City? Uh no, because nowadays they're probably too expensive for me to even think about. Not. I've worked in a few of them, and it is legit bed, bath, kitchen, living room in one fucking room. For $2,400 a month. Oh, are you talking about the, the shitty ones? No, no. $2,400 a month! Yeah, but dude, there's there's definitely some like super nice ones up there. Yeah. Yeah, like some of them are like outrageously nice where like this, like, including the location makes a little bit more sense why like, it's expensive, but yeah. sometimes it's just like, it's a crappy ass, like, like studio apartment, and they're charging you like a ridiculous figure. Like, because they're in the middle of everything. 
Yeah, it's the only thing good about it is its is its location. Yeah, I mean, I admit there are some good ones in Center City, but you legitimately cannot afford them unless you yeah, like own at least own a a multi million dollar business there. It's it's a in lot of book, money. In his no, book, I mean, Harvey d- details how he furnished the apartment, which had a bed, sink, fridge, well stocked with beer, stereo, well coffee maker, hot plate, and seating for guests. He carpeted his pad with leftover astroturf from the field and hung up a Brayer's ice cream sign and a sign that read, No cameras Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Dude was set up. I, I, I gotta admit, didn't I tell you that vet, that vet's stadium field was like carpet over concrete? This dude actually used it as carpet. <laughs> I mean, why not? It's I mean, like useful for that, just not useful for running and diving, catching a ball on because you'll die. I bet it felt great on bare feet. Um, wow. fun fact: actually, there were several barefoot kickers in the NFL for a couple of years. Guys who would kick the ball with their bare foot. Ow! I would fucking hate that. Yes, they chose to do that. That wasn't like that wasn't a rule. Like they 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 chose to kick it that way. Hey, when you get the Medicare for it, so. And I'm sure those feet. Even like your big toe, I would be like, no. Could you imagine having dudes? They wind up having feet that look like Steven Tyler's. Oh, it's gotta be just some massive. <laughs> can, can you imagine doing the insurance dealing with the NFL healthcare plan? No, they're just sitting on the edge of their seat each and every game, going, "Oh my God, somebody's gonna get fucking injured." I just know it. Does that Imagine look like a hairline like fracture to you? <laughs> you, you? They go see their own personal optometrist, and they're like, "Dude, the fuck you doing?" You got a you got a, you got a doctor <laughs> staring at a X-ray looking for like the slightest little hairline. You're just like, yep, that's a fracture for you. Can't can't play for seven years. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, in the beginning, Garvey threw halftime parties in the secret apartment, but when it got to be a thing and strangers started showing up, he called it off. I only did that a couple of times because it mushroomed. It got weird fast. Hmm. You don't want your secret getting out. You can't, like, have a bunch of random people coming in. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. you know some drunk asshole's going to be like, yo, that dude living in the vet, he's a cool guy. And then the, the, the fucking security officer's like, the fuck, what? First of all, he's a drunk asshole, so he kind of contradicts himself. Are you, gonna, you gonna, really going to believe a drunk? Yeah. Oh, this guy right here, man, he's, he's on his 11th beer, but I might believe his story. No one exaggerates anything with alcohol. Never, no, never, not ever. Definitely but not dick size. Host- he still hosted the wives of Eagles players after games so they didn't have to wait in the parking lot for their husbands. We put music on the stereo and have a drink, he said. The husbands would join their wives and have a beer, and then the lot traffic would pull out and we get their cars and have dinner. He was hanging out with some hot football wives mm. in his stadium apartment. Showing he they were showing him their confirmation stories from some football wives. Now he was making some field goals. Hmm. <laughs> 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 it was no, no. Oh wait, wait, wait. 
stadium. Wait, wait, wait. The, the, the wives are going with the legs up. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, As the ball travels through. <laughs> at night when he was by himself, Garvey would sometimes roller skate around the concourse. That sounds amazing. That dude had an awesome time. To roller skate around that would be the equivalent of a 10-story building, and to look out and see the city was like meditation after a while. I mean, that's got to be pretty cool. If you know where the vet is or was, um, it's it's in a, you know, for people who don't know, it's in like a giant, it was in a giant area of empty space. And in that area, is still very empty aside from the couple of stadiums. Um, so, yeah, you can see out into the city and just see the skyline, which back in the 70s, 80s, there wasn't much of a skyline to see. But it was still a pretty cool view, I'm sure. Uh, once Garvey went to sleep during a Phillies doubleheader in 1980. A doubleheader is, of course, uh, two games played at, on one day, which happens when you get, like, rain delays and, and rain postponements. So you got to make up the game. So you got to mm-hmm. play one game in the, mo- in the early afternoon, one game late at night. Yeah. Uh, of course, that's what a doubleheader is. Uh, rain delay caused the last game to stretch well into the early morning hours. When Garvey awoke in the middle of the night, he went out to watch it in flip-flops and a bathrobe with a warm cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, I'm jealous of this now. I, I can't. Can you imagine just like sipping a warm cup of coffee? Oh, look, it's the Phillies. They're playing live right in front of me. <laughs> man, that sounds so. Co- that sounds so chill, man. So I'm. I'm really unfamiliar with the the layout of the vet. I mean, I've never really seen pictures of neither it. Neither have I. Neither. So am I. I've never been there either. But I don't know. You probably you're you're more likely to have seen pictures of it. But I'm 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 very unfamiliar of how they had baseball and football there at the same time. Oh yeah, well it's it's basically the vet and a lot of stadiums were like this back then, where you had this gigantic bowl shape, mm-hmm. just a big circle. Yeah, and so the field was basically just—it was—it was a huge field. So you could you could have a baseball diamond configuration, yeah, and then you could have a football field laid on 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 top of that sideways, basically. Um, so the diamond is kind of like coming up this way, yeah, and then a football field would kind of like cut across it. So I like, guess it's you can actually sense. when when baseball like you can look up photos of like baseball uh, fields. Um, mm-hmm. Which were inter, which kind of interacting with football fields because you would have the football season and the baseball season like intersect mm-hmm. in like the like early September or in late September and in October sometimes. So you would have like the infield dirt, like the dirt on the mound and all that, mm-hmm. and it would just be in the middle of at like the fifty yard line of a football like field, and it's crazy. You'll you, you, unfortunately it's it's all the last team that had this was the Oakland. So the Oakland Raiders and the Oakland Athletics, they shared a stadium. Um, they don't do it anymore because the Raiders moved to um, to Vegas. So uh, and you'll never see that again. They'll never you'll never see a football team and a baseball team sharing a stadium like that. Um, but you would have like like football players running across like the infield dirt of a baseball stadium, and it was a weird, really weird thing to see. Um. And yeah, now now the Phillies and the I'm, Eagles and a lot of other teams they just have the separate stadiums. I'm actually interested. I I find that interesting that they that they just left like the diamond configuration on the field, like the dirt and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it a little bit more authentic for for football to have more dirt involved than instead of just you know they live in 
do they even use real grass anymore? Like seriously? I don't believe so. Everything's no, got to be plastic, not. right? Because you, you, when you think of football or any kind of sport that involves, you know, a field and shit, you always picture grass stains and shit and dirt and getting roughed up because well, it's well, a sport. Well, baseball, yeah. Yeah, well, football's the same way because you get the grass stains just like soccer. Well, no, it's they, just like football. It's, I don't know. Well, they use, um, they still use grass. They, they try to use grass when they can, but sometimes when you're, your stadium can kind of, like sort of how the vet is or was. Um, I guess the way the walls were, they were so high that like the, the, the grass wouldn't get enough sun, so it wouldn't be able to grow properly. I got it. So they're like, Okay, what can we do? And they invented AstroTurf. So nowadays, uh, with dome stadiums, what they do is um either you have a retractable roof where the sun can come in and then you can put the dome up later on during the game. Or you can do what Arizona did and have like your field like motorized, like wheeled out into the sunlight, and then when it's game time, wheel it back the whole field back in. It's crazy. That's a waste insane. of resources. It's a that's what they do. You're they, complaining you know, about you, the fucking grass. You get a natural grass surface. <laughs> like, man, yeah, I uh, wish they had grass. Yo, this stupid way of making grass is useless. God forbid we let shit grow. Because right, there, there are what's... still stadiums that have like the AstroTurf. It's like mm -hmm. a different version of it. It's a little bit better, but it still sucks. So what uh, is that the end of that? Or uh, no, on? there's a little bit more. Uh, there were less than 200 people scattered around. They didn't want to know why I was there in a bathrobe and flip-flops. They just wanted to know where I got a hot cup of coffee because the concession stands closed hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get coffee from? I know it's some like people. Three Fuck in the off. morning. It's like, what was it? Like the 80s, 90s in Philly? Fuck, yeah, it's, man. It's like that the, is a smart question, though. It's the late 70s, early 80s. Oh, yeah. man. You can definitely legitimately just tell someone to fuck off. <laughs> What's it no, to you? Just beat your ass. Exactly, man. Why would you even ask questions? You should know better. So Garvey believes he got away with living at the vet not only because working the parking lots required him to be on site after hours, but also because he made a point of getting everyone at the stadium comfortable with seeing him almost anywhere at any time. <laughs> so, so like, they were just like, oh, look, it's that guy. Yeah, what's up, dude? And then, if he became well-known, they wouldn't question why he's there. So I guess that makes a point. So when his uncle's contract to run the parking lots ended in 1981, Garvey not only left his job, but the secret apartment too. He moved with Bradley to Texas for a while before coming back and meeting his wife Peggy in Wildwood in 1983. So he just left it and um, went down with the vet when it got demolished in 03. Damn. So he wasn't currently living there when they were about to demolish it. No, that'd be scary. He probably moved out. If you know, if you've ever seen, I actually watched the vet implode when I was like five, six years it old. Imploded. Yeah, they imploded it. That, that's how they. That's how they demolish it. Uh, it, like, it went. What? I'm I'm thinking more like sci-fi when they they like implode and just like, like it's just like a, like a whole guys. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened to it. They they dug up a skull. <laughs> and the they were like, shit, and we got to build a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story of how they built Lincoln Financial Field. 
Um, yeah, it just showed up one day, and everyone was like, what the fuck? So that means the vet could reappear at any time. The, that would be amazing. It drops from the sky. <laughs> where the vet is, actually, it wouldn't really be a big deal if it did, because it's only a parking lot where it used to be, so it just... Maybe some cars will get crushed. But... Yo, another sports stadium that no one can go to. <laughs> People would shit themselves too, of course. Yeah. My car! <laughs> my car! The stadium appeared in the sky and I'm worried about my car. <laughs> I have one payment for... left. <laughs> Damn it. I just got it repainted. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I just finished the payments today. Yeah, but but basically the vet it like it got it imploded in like a circular, so like it started on one side and it went around, and it fell, and that's how it it, it, it kind of like just went in a big circle around the stadium. So it wasn't like all at once; it was just like a, and it was gone. They did one section per second. Yeah, it just it just each side was like doom 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 doom. I and, think I remember you could that. hear it. You could hear it from uh, from certain parts of uh, South Philly because I, I live um, not super close, but close enough. Like I like when, yeah, I, when a big know. thing happens, like if, at an Eagles game, there's a touchdown. You hear the fireworks, and you can hear the fans roaring in the distance. It's like seventy thousand. Fucking annoying Philly is. I, I think it, I actually yeah, like I love that part. It's endearing. Cool no, actually, it's I, I, it's not only from the stadium because there's people watching the game, and when you know shit happens, people scream. Like I remember. <laughs> I remember two thousand. What was it? Two thousand eight when the Phillies. Two thousand eight. Two thousand. Oh wait. Did they beat oh, the Yankees? Is that what happened? No, they beat the Rays in two thousand eight for the World Series. Oh, that's right. But either which way, I remember that because I remember everyone going outside and screaming. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. So did I. I, I didn't know I what the fuck I was did. screaming for, random, but I screamed. A kid ran down. One of my friends, one of my neighborhood friends, like ran down the street. And like we were just we were just like hugging and shit, like yeah, you know. I don't even know how much of a baseball fan he was, but the city had not had a championship since 1983 at that point. Shit. So everybody was like, "We want to see something. We want to see somebody fucking win." And then it happened, of course. And then we got the Eagles not too long after, so that was nice. Yeah, when the Eagles happened, that was fucking fun ten years later. That was uh, nine years later. Nine to whatever. You and your statistics. Whatever. You and your accuracy in answering my question. All right, what's <laughs> left? What else we got? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, he, he just kind of reflects on it, and uh, we'll never truly know if he actually lived there or not. But uh, I mean, I feel like if somebody, I feel like somebody would have made up this. I, I think it's true. I want to. I want to believe. I choose to believe. Yeah. Well, we all choose to believe, and we all believe it's. Fact. Big fat fact in your face, you fucking factor. Well, I don't know. I just love like little stories like this because you know, like something like this would never happen today. I mean, you really don't know. Look at Portland. <laughs> but this, the security in these stadiums are like super good now because they don't want to have like um. They don't. You don't want to have let, like a, an incident where someone brings a gun in or something. And I, I've been through stadium security, and it's it's you know they got the metal detectors at the front and all that, and you know security everywhere. Yeah, getting pat pat down to see a boring baseball game is really not fun. Hey, you watch your mouth. Baseball is a 
American sport. I went to two. I mean, I understand it was an American sport, but I, I think it was a lot better when they were all on cocaine. And you know what? Mm-hmm. That pat down just makes watching the sport even more worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was just the games that I went to that were just boring because, you know, the seventh inning stretch, I had to wake up. Game, huh? Uh, and we'll end off on a really weird story. A uh, man pulled out human ears while being questioned for Grandpa Slay. Wait. Slay? What? Slay. It's L-A-Y. Hold, that fucking hold title that. doesn't even make sense. He pulled out human ears while he was being questioned for a grandpa slaying. So, like, is it it's snowing? It's Florida now? man. It's Florida man. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> he returns. <laughs> A Florida man allegedly pulled a pair of severed human ears out of his pant pockets while being questioned in his grandfather's murder. I, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can you say that again? Were they his grandfather's ears? I would assume so, but we'll get into it. Uh, Colby oh. Parker, age 30, was accused of fatally stabbing his 77-year-old granddad, Ronald Wells Sr., on Saturday evening inside the Lake County home they shared. I guess you say he's not uh, very well. Oh, that's not right. The gra- that uh, grandpa died, and it wasn't Cuomo's fault this time. Yeah, I know. A get well soon card really doesn't play well into this. Parker initially told investigators that he acted in self-defense, saying the older man attacked him with a knife during a fight the two had while smoking marijuana. <laughs> Damn. First well, of you all, see, I was smoking weed with my grandpa, and then he went to stab me. It's all right. a lie. Smoking meth, I guarantee. There is no... I have never heard anything violent come out of after anyone smoking weed. I His grandpa it. wanted to stab him, dude. No, I mean, if anything is violent happens after smoking weed, is definitely against a bag of chips. <laughs> Marshmallows. Where the Doritos, bro? <laughs> Fucking lays, bro. What is the matter with you, bro? <laughs> he claimed he was Stab forced to turn the knife. Fucking knife, bro. <laughs> he claimed he was forced to turn the knife on Wells, whose body was found on the front porch with multiple stab wounds. But while he was being interviewed in the case, Parker allegedly took his grandfather's ears out of his pants and then lunged at a deputy while trying to grab his gun and taser. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, let me get these ears out of my pockets first. Now listen here, Kappa. (laughs) You must need some new ears. Good thing I got some for you. Still got the hearing aid. What happened was, he said, ladies and gentlemen, lend me your ears. (laughs) And my grandfather took it too literally. I have my grandfather's ears. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you have your grandfather's ears. They're and right your here. Grandmother's eyes <laughs> and your father's nose. <laughs> Police said Parker eventually con- eventually confessed that he wanted his grandfather to be with his deceased grandmother, and it was his time to go. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
I still don't... <laughs> Wait, I, I think the one accused of anything is the marijuana, because I don't believe it existed in this story. <laughs> no. no. There's no way you smoke a bowl, and then you go, you don't belong in this universe. <laughs> Well, Grandpa, you had a good run. You but Grandma need... misses you. <laughs> Grandpa, I think Grandma could really use you right now. But, I'm just saying. By the way, I need your ears, so much too. Better when you're gone. You know what, Grandpa? Your... I'm tired of your shakle bug, Grandma. <laughs> Jesus. He allegedly hit Wells multiple times in the head with a baseball bat before repeatedly stabbing him with a butcher knife and cutting off his ears. Dude, <laughs> why? Are you sure he wasn't on a fucking meth-filled rage? Definitely some bath salts in that fucking hit. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> it's intense. No, it was in a nursing home. Uh, Parker also allegedly punched, kicked, or headbutted three deputies as they attempted to arrest him. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Give me your ears! Just start to head... The fact that he's trying to headbutt people... <laughs> Turns them into a fucking necklace. Starts tonguing at their ears. <laughs> you're you going, Mike Tyson? You're, you're going to take nice. <laughs> Hey, you didn't say how we got all got the ears off. He wasn't. Somebody he, needs he to give Mike them. Tyson a necklace of ears for his next birthday. What is I'm his grandfather, Mister Potato Head? <laughs> and here's the best detail of this story. Now he is. In another gruesome detail, investigators said they found an apron in Parker's bedroom that had the phrase "The Family Butcher" printed on it. And plastic bloody human ears attached to it. The family butcher. Hey. So yeah, I'm not blaming the weed. I, I well, something's to blame here, but it's not weed. This story makes the uh, vet living at the vet more believable. His father was a man who claimed to live in the vet. <laughs> <laughs> it comes around full circle. He said, a, like, "Stop he, telling me your lies, Grandpa." <laughs> he kept saying the word Charlie over and over again. <laughs> uh, he was charged with secondary murder, battery on a law enforcement officer, and resisting with violence. He was being held in Lake County Jail without bond, and something tells me he's probably gonna be in jail for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's Florida. You have uh, no idea. this situation, I think this dude watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre one too many times. Listen, he wasn't wearing anyone's Just face. Funny. He was wearing the ears. That is hilarious. Was he, wait, was he wearing the ears? No, they're in his pockets, but like... Did he cut him in a way that where he put him on his ears, they would look like elf, elvish? Oh, God. <laughs> Thing with the ear first before you try to like surgically attach it to your own. Mm hmm What yo, you could like cut off your ears and say, like, sorry, I can't wear a mask, I have no ears. Uh, I mean you can wear a faceplate. 
Sorry, I have no head to wear a faceplate. See, yeah, that's see the problem <laughs> is that he legitimately got a get well soon card. It was his grandfather? His grandfather was well. Oh. Get well soon. <laughs> get well soon. <laughs> so it's like, like put, ransom so letters like, and all that shit. <laughs> get well soon. <laughs> so if the grandfather like had an open casket funeral, did they like glued the ears back on or something? No, they just put plastic Probably ones on. Probably surgically attached. They would just first. not have. They would literally like, just take Mister Potato Head ears and put them on there. <laughs> guys, guys, just so you know, I want this on record. If I lose my ears, you have full permission to put some Mr. Potato Head ears on. <laughs> Fucking Good deal! Thank you. Slam that button down. <laughs> yes. I'm putting that on my deed. Wasn't that a family guy where, like, Stewie lost his ear? He's like, don't worry, I'll just use his Mr. Potato Head ears. I, yeah. I think, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> hey, they're great accessories. From an iconic brand, so I think it's an honor. I mean, if when you cut someone's ear off, there's just a hole there anyway, so just squeeze it on it. Just imagine us like sticking it right behind the hole it is. Uh, Moral of the story is: um, don't give meth to your your grandson because he'll chop your ears off. Don't lace meth and weed. (laughs) Apparently, that don't that should go mix. I got us some high quality meth. Well, I got maybe, us some high maybe, quality no. meat. <laughs> no, maybe maybe the son ha- got that shipment of um cocaine coated frosted flakes. Oh I mean, my god. Frosted flakes taste weird. I mean he heard voices okay. in his grandpa's head. Maybe his grandpa was hard of hearing and he just kept saying what too many times. He's like, oh yeah? Oh yeah, grandpa? You can't fucking hear? I'll make you not fucking hear. <laughs> R.I.P. To the, to the grandpa, though. Don't worry, his grandma was sent to New York. R.I.P. to Ronald Wells Sr. It's time to be with grandma. Someone's definitely sent a get well suit card. It's just he took his his grandfather's ears out of his pants, like he just had them stuffed in his ba- his pocket, like with his keys and cell phone and shit. He's like, oh, <clears throat> uh, I'm looking for my ID. Just here, hold this for a second. You know, it's just the ears. <laughs> oh, damn it, fuck! Where did I put that wallet? Oh, can, can I have the ears back? <laughs> oh wait, there's an issue with that. <laughs> Dude, do you, do you still... just carry these around with you? They're still warm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're my spare ears. I need them in case I need my ears fall off. I need a spare pair. Like you, you have a spare pair of glasses, maybe you know. If that doesn't sound meth, thought Where I have no idea. You get these, the internet. Uh, I was going to sell internet? them on eBay. I got them from New York. You know, the nursing home had a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> Buy one, get ten thousand free. <laughs> They just had them laying around for some reason. <laughs> All these ears attached to bodies. Like, why the fuck would they need them? <laughs> to be fair, the ear is a pretty cool looking body part. Like, I would, I would steal some ears. What? Yeah, it's pretty eerie. It's pretty eerie of you. <laughs> shut up. Oh, shut the fuck up. 
I don't want to listen to anything else you're saying. <laughs> Yo, you know what I just realized would be great? If studded leather was covered in noses. Why? Why would anyone think that? <laughs> Joe Biden would think that. Oh, I figured no. we were on a weird topic. I would make it even weirder. Uh, that's the best uh, you got. <laughs> well, that's our that's our uh, last topic Fuck of you. the day. Nice. You guys got anything else you want to bring up? I'm sorry, I can't hear mm -hmm. you. That was the last topic of the day. Do you guys got anything you want to mention? Nope. What? I can't hear you, Shunny. I'll whip off oh, your yeah, ears Grandpa. and show them to people later. Oh, yeah! I'm sorry. <laughs> if I just had younger ears, I might be able to hear you. <laughs> All right, Grandpa, I'll get you some... I'm the first one to pull the knife out on him instead. <laughs> hey, you can probably clean out your ears pretty effectively. <laughs> the third rail man definitely visited. Uh, I just want to mention before we go that that uh, that that uh, veteran stadium article was written by Stephanie Farr on the Philadelphia Inquirer. It's a very good article, uh, very interesting, very fascinating. Um, in case you people want to check it out, uh, but that's it for this week. Episode number forty nine is in the books. Please don't steal any ears. Please don't live inside of a stadium. Please don't have a TV fall on top of you while you're broadcasting sports. Um, I'm for that one. Make sure to send your sperm to the moon when you get the chance. And fuck if your waitresses. Sounds and, awesome. Uh, if, if you have a pair of Mickey Mouse ears lying around, please take a stroll around a top secret military Air Force base. Air we Air will Air see you next week for you for our one year anniversary special and 50th episode, which ties together very nicely. We didn't plan that. Whee! 50 episodes of AIDS. <laughs> If the episodes in one year. You should really year. get your ears checked out. I hear Florida's got a great hearing program. <laughs> we got a couple spare ears lying around. Yeah, we've got spare ears for days, yeah? Wow. The bad ears. Smorgasbord of ears. You I hope James can find a good place to ears? cut this out. <laughs> is it over or what no it it's not thank you for listening to this video we'll see you next time please check out our social medias at philosophy pod on twitter philosophy pod on facebook and our platforms iHeartRadio, itunes google play uh spotify anchor and uh make sure that when you listen your ears are still attached or else you won't get any of the good podcasting goodness. i mean if you ever listen to gary destroys our humanity your ears will have been singed off <clears throat> so i recommend <laughs> uh, the santa's ear program it is definitely heading up the boats <laughs> and they're already and you already get cauterized too at the same time so it's all it all works out jesus christ and on that note, we'll see you next week. Goodbye, people. Stay safe.